Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of This Show Is All About You, a show about all the ways in which you and me connect as we, and what that means for all of us. I am your host, as always, JDK Winnikin. You can find out more about me at my website, wordsbyjdk.com, and on my social media feeds at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look up JDK Winnikin, W-Y-N-E-K-E-N, and you should find me pretty easily. I would love to hear from you and uh, chat with you a little bit about uh, what you're getting out of the show every week. Um, so a little bit of a, of a monumental day. This is episode 25. We're at the quarter pole of 100. Uh, for So episode 25 of June 28, uh, 2021. And... Uh, you may know this or wherever you are in the country. You certainly know it if you're in the Pacific Northwest where I am. But we are in the middle of a, uh, a really bad heat wave here in the Seattle area. And so it made sense for today's show for me to title it The Heat of the Moment. Uh, the Heat of the Moment. And you, you might be able to tell I might sound a little different. I'm calling in for today's show. Uh, primarily because I'm down in a place where there's actually air conditioning. Uh, I've gotten a number of texts uh, from friends all over the country asking me, is it really true that people in the Northwest don't have air conditioners? <laughs> and about 50% don't, and that includes me. And so that's that's what makes this heat wave uh, particularly threatening for the people who live up here is those normal modes in places like Arizona and elsewhere where everybody has air conditioning just don't exist here. And so uh, so I'm calling in for today's show because of that, because uh, I'm, I'm a, a bit of a ways away from the studio. So I thought I would call in and then have maybe a conversation about not just what's happening uh, with the heat wave, uh, but about this notion of it being unprecedented. Everybody up here has been uh, calling it this an unprecedented heat wave, and it is for this area. But as we've been talking about history this whole month, it seemed like a good time to talk about that, the unprecedentedness that we encounter in history. But because I'm calling in, I thought, well, maybe I should bring somebody in and I can talk to him about this. So sitting on the other end of this line in the studio is my friend and producer, Stacy Heller. Stacy, how are you doing? Are you staying cool? Well, uh, cooler heads prevail. Um, <laughs> you know, like I have so many thoughts on this. I seem to remember that in New York City when I was a kid, there was like crazy crime sprees during... Uh, these unprecedented heat waves. And right. um, so I'm anticipating um, a crime spree. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think it's I think everybody's too hot <laughs> to really <laughs> to really dive into a crime spree. I, I, I don't imagine anybody wants to be running away uh, from crime scenes in this kind of heat. So I'm not so sure that's going to happen. OK, but that's exactly why it works so well, because everyone's too tired <laughs> to fight back. And they're like, fine, just kill me. <laughs> Well, anyway, hopefully that doesn't come to pass. Uh, the, the heat's supposed to break in, here in this region for the next in the next couple of days. Uh, but that that thing you mentioned, unprecedented, almost you know, I, I could hear it in your voice, kind of the the mocking kind of tone of that. Mm -hmm. That's because we always hear when these big events come up, right? That this is an unprecedented thing, right? We hear oh, it gosh. on the news, that type of thing. And and I was thinking, you being a being from New York City, you've been through heat like this before. Oh, please. This right? is called August. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, you know, it's a, that kind of that kind of got me thinking. So let me give the haiku for the day and then let's let's branch off with this a little bit. The, the haiku for today's show uh, goes like this. What scares us all now on, holds only as much power as we each decide. 
what scares us all now holds only as much power as we each decide. And, you know, it was funny, Stacey, the other day when this really began on Friday, uh, I was talking with a friend of mine who, who confessed to me that he was really nervous about this, this heat wave, almost, almost to the point of not of, of, of terror. And, you know, and I reflected on that a little bit and, and it occurred to me that I was even having a little bit of flashbacks to the beginning of COVID. Yes. When, because we've had to do something similar here, haven't we? We've had to hole up, you know, behind closed doors. We've had to decide who we're going to be in a pod with. Whomever has air conditioning. That's Whomever has air conditioning, right? (laughs) So we're calling up people, figuring things out, who can go where and when. And, you know, we were getting invites for, you know, uh, for sitting in people's homes with air conditioning. But it it had a similar effect to me because um, up here in the Northwest, this kind of heat, I mean, where I am right now, it's 109. Mm-hmm. And that that is, and it's even hotter, I think, up where you guys are, and that's really scary, and it's unprecedented thing in that sense. Just like COVID felt, like how bad was this going to be? And when it started, it started literally in the town I live in, in Kirkland, uh, yes. the nationwide pandemic, and so it's it's led to some of that kind of rekindled anxiety, at least for me, low level, but um, I. Do you get a sense that maybe pe- that's what people are kind of going through here, that this, because this is so unprecedented, it feels a little bit like the last unprecedented thing, which was a year ago and turned out to be awful? Well, so I have a few thoughts. One, I would just like to point out that you seem to be the epicenter of all things unprecedented. Uh, yeah. That, <laughs> that, so there's that. That $5 will buy me a cup of coffee, but, so, <laughs> but no. So there's that. Then the other thing that I want to say is the number of times that you hear things like the storm of the century when, you know, there is a hurricane coming or there is a, um, I don't know, anything coming, a snowstorm coming or a blizzard. And it gets to a point where you become immune to it. And lately, unprecedented is sort of delivered. (laughs) Mm hmm. And so, yes, you know, I agree with your friend. I will tell you that as a 50-something-year-old woman, I am already running hot all the time. So (laughs) I am with your friend that kind of had terror at the thought of this heat because I'm like, I am already sweating in unsavory places. I do not need full body sweats. Well, and that's that's the funny thing too, is that you know what it feels unprecedented, but in different ways. Like that, that obviously that concept never crossed my mind for me personally, <laughs> right? So I can understand that. I'm not sure how I feel about you labeling me as the vortex of unprecedented doom, but never, nevertheless, I'm just pointing um, out the obvious. Oh boy, yeah. There's 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 a lot we could go into there. It would get really uh, turn into a really meta conversation though. Mm-hmm. Um, but historically. But to, Historically, but but that that's the thing though is you're right is is unprecedented can get really overused and and really and really overhyped, and yet sometimes there are things now now what's interesting about this is this heat wave, is it is indeed unprecedented for us right records are dropping left and right as far as temperature goes and and things like that, but this isn't unprecedented like you said for New York City, and it's not unprecedented for places like Phoenix. Right. Right. They're, they're used to that. So it's unprecedented for people who live here in certain contexts and have acclimated to a very different way of living as a result of the climate. And so it's interesting. What is normal in one place is unprecedented in another. And the, really the, the, the 
the breaker here is that not everybody has the ability to stay safe up here and stay safe and cool. And that's, yes. that's where the danger is. So it raises all these questions right now, like suddenly are as more houses are being constructed and everywhere you look up here in the Pacific Northwest, all of you who are listening, somebody's building a house, by the way, or putting up a building. Uh, is, is, are they going to be putting air conditioning into houses standard now? My guess is probably that's going to start happening more, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, because of this. And I, and I read just the other day that by about 2050, they're expecting uh, on average, this area will have anywhere from 16 days to 30 days a year of Sun? 95 or higher. Oh, <laughs> 95 or higher. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you're not helping the stereotypes. Stacey. You're not, not helping. Well, it rains more in Mobile, Alabama than it rains in Seattle. Stop already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway. So to, to play around with that idea a little bit, because we that word does get thrown around, and yet unprecedented things do happen. Now, COVID, since we're talking about that, COVID was uh, is unprecedented in, well, obviously how it is as a virus. It's not the first pandemic that the world has ever faced, not anywhere close to that. And yet it's the first in a very long time, and it's the first in most everybody's lifetime that they've experienced. So unprecedented in that sense means for all people who are living now. In history, though, um, the unprecedented, when it actually is unprecedented, tends to be massive. So, you know, things like um, Neil Armstrong landing on the moon. Right. Right. There is no precedent to that. You could say the discovery of the so-called new world once upon a time, and that, that would be sort of like that. But not really. Right? That's just right. it's another continent. This is outer space, right? So they have those those moments um, that are unprecedented. But when you put that side by side with statements that people like to throw around, like history always repeats itself, examples like Neil Armstrong show that's not always true, right? That new things happen all the time. The internet doesn't, as an invention, doesn't really have a precedent. You could <laughs> Thanks, say Al like Gore. The, Right. <laughs> you, could, you could, again, perpetuating myths. You could, you could say that the transoceanic cable, for example, um, is a precedent to the internet in the sense that it could get news from London to New York in 90 seconds instead of 90 days. Uh, but it's not the same thing. And, you know, the, the airplane, you know, so-called shrank the world the way trains did the previous century, but not in the same way and, and not to the same degree. And so we we have this use of unprecedented that people like to almost say almost hyperventilating. And they put it side by side, though, with this, I think what tends to be people's desire to comfort themselves with this idea that history just repeats itself. We're caught in these repetitive cycles. And it's not that way at all. It tends to be unprecedented, seems to depend on things like people's location, people's experience. And I think it's probably the same in our personal lives too, don't you think? Well, okay. So I I really think that when we say unprecedented, it means it hasn't happened to me before. Mm. Like we're a very self-centric society. I mean, we're yeah. human, right? So as humans, we're self-centric. And so mm. this idea of you know, oh, this is an unprecedented thing. Well, because we haven't seen it happen like this in while we've lived, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then some things like the mode changes. So as you said, the transatlantic underground cable news thing, whatever that was called. The transoceanic know. cable. Yes, yeah, yeah, across yeah, yeah the that thing. 
Um, So, you know, that at the time was like unprecedented. And then the mode changes and, you know, now we can do it through the cloud or whatever it is that we do things through. So new does not always mean unprecedented. Right. Like people are using them as synonyms. Yeah, yes, they do. They do. And I, I think that's that's my larger point is that it tends to be a mistake. And and one of the also things that I think it does is when something's unprecedented, it almost it almost gives the impression, particularly when it's around something like this heat wave or COVID or maybe a personal uh, challenge or a personal disaster we're facing in our life. It almost by using the term almost immediately puts us at a sense that we're behind the curve, right? That we're that we're we have to catch up somehow that, that there's a danger involved in this. Okay, if there's unprecedented heat, it means it's going to be an unprecedented challenge, which means we have to take unprecedented steps in order to avoid unprecedented consequences. And all of a sudden, before you know it, I mean, me just saying those things right there, I could feel my body tense up (laughs) a little bit more. You know, when we do that, we tend to almost start ourselves out behind when really kind of staying in the moment of this and, and this is where history, I think, it can be helpful. And recognizing that people have faced these kinds of things before, and there are ways to safely navigate it that don't require you know, that kind of anxiety. That type of thing, I think, eludes people uh, in situations like this. And you, know, the, you having gone through, you know, like you said, August in New York City, you know what to do in a situation like this. Yeah, go right? to the movies. And <laughs> Go to the movies, which which I did See? on Saturday. Huh? Yeah, which I did on Saturday. You know, and it's and so I think that's to me that's what I've been been thinking about as we I've been talking about history this whole month on this show, and where and why how it can be helpful, and certainly new things happen all the time in history, so it doesn't really repeat itself. As Mark Twain once said, um, history rhymes more than it repeats. And I've always said that I'm not sure history rhymes. If it's poetry, it's free verse. <laughs> you know, nice. uh, there's no yeah. rhyme or reason. Yeah, not necessarily rhyme or reason to it. Uh, and yet, you know, part of the human condition is is we do have fallibilities that that tend to show themselves in very different ways over time. And that's one of the things that that unites the human experience across space and time. But it seems to stress to me the importance of connecting to others to learn how they're confronting things or how they have confronted things. Have you noticed an uptick in this, in this uh, heat wave of you communicating with various people, checking in on people? Have they been checking in on you? Has there been kind of a push for connection in this for you? I know there was for me with COVID. That was constant, particularly at the beginning. Yes. Well, I think uh, with COVID at the very least, since being near um basically typhoid Mary, a.k.a. Kirkland for the United States, um, you know, people were like, so what's going on over there? And mm-hmm. there was a curiosity to it. And, you know, then obviously it spread across the country like the news mm-hmm. of gold. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was kind of crazy. And with the um, the heat wave, yes, I have definitely, I've heard from my mother, gotta love mom. Um, right. And people that... If it becomes a news story, then suddenly you're worthy of like asking if you're okay. <laughs> yeah, if you if you get above the fold, as they say, like right. if it bleeds, it leads. That's the old statement, you know. Yes. <laughs> totally. So, and I'm like, yeah. you know, it's. I mean, I get it. Obviously, if it if it goes all the way across the country or around the world, um, that we're in the middle of a heat dome. But you know, mm-hmm. technically, I looked up the dif- dictionary definition of the word unprecedented. 
I feel like I'm in middle school. And it's never done (laughs) or known before, right? So Mm -hmm. this has happened, as you say, not while we're alive. Heat has happened. Um, (laughs) Drought has happened. I read a book about it. Mm-hmm. It's called The Grapes of Wrath. And like there is a whole big drought at one point that was really terrible. Um, you know, these things happen. So I don't know. Dare I say it? Maybe we should be prepared. And with things like global war- warming happening, perhaps, you know, we should be figuring out even more how to respond to these unprecedented wildfires that happen every single year. Um, sure. And with disease and, you know, biochemical warfare, dare I say it, it may have been an accident that, you know, this like that COVID got out. But maybe, you know, a future one won't be. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should be prepared. Maybe we should stop reacting. Well, exactly. And I I think that that reacting piece is, is I think it was really what I'm getting at. You know, when we when we call something unprecedented and the big flashing lights, we immediately it's almost designed to make us react. And when we, when we react, particularly coming from a place of anxiety or fear, we're probably not going to be bringing our best gifts and self and preparation to the table, no matter how prepared we are. And, you know, it, it, it kind of reminds me of um, some of the stuff we've talked about on my show before when Tawny Santabria was on, uh, talking about what it means to be in the moment. And in the moment, you know, we can decide to a certain degree, except obviously in some cases it might be tougher. But how much something is going to be okay or not okay, I think we have a lot more say over that than we really think we do. You know, and one of the one of the gifts for me of history has always been that. You know, I've I've said to many people that any society at a given point in time has believed that it was on the verge of the abyss. Right. That oh, I- that, you know, they, they said that in the 1850s, 1950s, 1750s. 1550s, like the world couldn't get any worse. Everything was on the verge of plunging uh, straight to hell. And humanity has found a way to survive and in many ways thrive and grow. And and with that comes a number of different challenges and, and different threats and that type of thing. And yet those doomsday prophecies don't, you know, the track record for them is not good. <laughs> you know, it, right. And so hist- history provides, I think in that sense, um, a sense of security and context and perspective where we can say, look, even when unprecedented things to us happen, people in the past have faced unprecedented things for them too. And they have survived. What have they done? How they responded? What can we learn what not to do? And so, you know, getting back to my conversation with my friend about that anxiety about the heat wave starting, I had to recognize in that moment, okay, well, I'm, I'm about as okay as I can let myself be. This isn't comfortable. It's not exciting. I don't like necessarily not being at home. I like being in air conditioning, but I don't like being out of my space. But here's the things I need to do. <laughs> you know, all the basic things we keep hearing. Minimize my time outdoors. Make sure I'm, you know, make sure I'm hydrating. All those different things. And then, as tends to happen in history, time goes by. Right? right. And it ends. And it ends. And so I think that that's kind of where I w- wanted to be wrapping up things uh for this month was on on that whole thing that it's so funny to hear for me to even think it and say it as a historian it may be funnier for people to hear but the moment we are in matters so much more than whatever we're worrying about for the future or frankly um whatever we want to battle about the past uh, 
how things work out in a given situation depend entirely on a lot of individual people making really good decisions, right? And I don't know if I don't know if there have been major uh, casualties or hospitalizations or deaths from this heat wave yet. I haven't heard of many. No. Um, I, I mean, they, I think there's been more in the collapse of the Miami apartment building. Yeah, yeah. And certainly there have been, you know, there have been those really unfortunate drownings and stuff in the lakes up here because the lakes are too cold and people are jumping in them and going into shock, you know. Uh, but for the most part, it seems like so far people in this area, generally speaking, are are making wise decisions with the heat and getting other people help who don't have air conditioning or don't have uh, you know, medical aid, or maybe are running out of, have run out of electricity or whatever the case may be. It's, it's just such an interesting thing, Stacey. I've spent my whole life studying the past and only in the last handful of years have figured out really more and more how to be in the present. And it sounds like such a obvious thing to say, but in the present is where the decisions get made, you know, right. um, how we're going to respond. So I don't know what comes up for you when I say all that. Well, I, I believe that there's not much that we can do about the past. Um, that ship has sailed. I think mm. that we can learn from it. The folks that went through, you know, there's always the conversation that, well, you know, when, when I was a kid, um, you know, uh, things are so much harder now because there's more technology and there's access to this and, you know, whatever. Mm. And each generation is like, well, you know, I have it much worse than you did. Well, I'm going to argue that whatever it is that we're facing that is new and unprecedented, it's new and it's Mm -hmm. monumental and we need to deal with it. And what we need to do is look to the past to see that can-do attitude that whatever it is, the mode or medium may be different um, in terms of how things happened but new things are happening all the time. So let's look to the people before us to see how they handled it, what worked, and see what we can learn mm-hmm. from. Yeah, and, and it also shows, history does too, that humanity can survive even in spite of itself. You know, even when right. even when it doesn't make great decisions. You know, even, you know, and un- unfortunately those tend to follow with enormous human cost, which of course we all want to avoid, things like world wars and stuff like that. But nevertheless, humanity's got, you know, has some survivability. It's it's got uh, when it comes to survival, right, it's batting a thousand. Right. <laughs> you know, right. You know, and you know, it's it's managed to survive. And so it's it's something that that I I think when we have these things happen that close down on us and we tunnel vision into worry and concern and suddenly the next three days of heat f- suddenly feel endless, right? right? When when that happens, it's it can be such a challenge to kind of broaden back out and take a look and recognize that people have been confronting these unprecedented things since as long as there's been people. Right. And we, and we have so many gifts at our disposal now in technology and the ability to connect with others uh, that we can draw support from one another. We actually are in, a, in an unprecedented way able to communicate and connect with each other as human beings across more spaces and more places and more ways than we've ever been able to before. Unfortunately, we spend a lot of time showing each other, you know, cat videos than we, than we, than we really do maybe necessarily really connecting with one another. But nevertheless, that ability is there. And so it's got me thinking as we transition out of talking about history and into a new month 
about the importance of presence and, and being in the moment, but yet being informed by the lessons of the past so we aren't panicking about the future. Yes. And, and by the way, folks, take care of people out there. There are people, as you said, that, mm-hmm. you know, um, they may not have the ability to, maybe they don't have air conditioning or homeless folks or whatever, walk around with some cold water bottles. Heck, they don't even have to be cold. Just, mm-hmm. you know, for a few days, um, hold your tongue, hold your judgment. Who cares? It doesn't matter why the person's on the street. What matters is that they're on the street and it's dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's it's times like this, I think, where oftentimes the blessings of these can be the the things that we put in the way of connecting with each other tend to fall away in times of emergencies, right? When if somebody, if a firefighter is kicking down my door to save me from my house burning down, I'm not going to ask him his politics, his religion, or anything else, right? <laughs> you know, right. and he and he's not going to ask me, right? <laughs> you know, or she's right. not going to ask me. No, uh, you know, that's not how it goes. And so when the chips are down, you know, these are the moments where I think we have the opportunities to really reconnect around all the things that we do have in common uh, as being human. And we do it in the moment and those moments then become powerful memories. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, I, I think we're, we're running, we're running short on time by my count. Are we on your end too? seems like we are. We are definitely, I could just talk forever, but I won't. Well, yes, it would be fun, but you know, I want to take a couple minutes here to, to really quickly talk about, I, you know, I mentioned Tawny Santabria a little while ago, yes. uh, Stacey, and I want to tell this listening audience what others are hearing too, that uh, um, I'm going to be co-hosting a new podcast coming up with Tawny Santabria of Integrated Growth Coaching. What? Um, and it's, yes. And it's called uh, Breaking Up With Our BS. We're recording our first episode next week, as a matter of fact, and there'll be more news about that. But it is about a lot of what we just talked about this, the importance of being in the moment, how we can take care of ourselves in the moment. And how we can break up with these BS stories, which really mean that the stories that we tell ourselves about our life, our future, our past that don't really serve us. And Tawny and I are going to be talking about the ways in which we can kind of break up with those. And so that's coming up soon. And I'll be connecting uh, all my readers and listeners to that via my various platforms. So I just want to let everybody know that's that's coming. Are you excited about that, Stacey? So excited. She's so amazing. And by the way, congratulations for breaking uh, like... 2000 Twitter followers or something. Oh yeah. Thank you. That's, that's pretty fun. Uh, that's around more of the writing piece, but um, it's been, it's been really great. And the community out there uh, that's, that's listening to, to this show and, and reading my stuff. I really appreciate all of you very much. So thank you for that. So Stacy, let's go ahead and wrap up. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on today and chatting with me. Please don't ask me to talk. <laughs> exactly. And be sure to catch Stacy's show, Don't Ask Me to Talk, uh, on Tuesdays at three o'clock uh, right here on KKNW. And uh, and next week, uh, we will be kicking off a new month's uh, discussion. And uh, I'll save the topic for when you show up uh, um, for next week's show. And in the meantime, have a wonderful uh, July 4th weekend. If you're in the Pacific Northwest, stay safe and stay cool. In fact, Stay safe and stay cool for all of you out there. I'm your host, JDK Winnikin, and thanks for uh, tuning in to this episode of This Show is All About You. And until next time, chins up, everyone.